Welcome to So We're Late Podcast, where guest speakers visit every Thursday night. Don't forget to follow for new content every week. To experience a full encounter with Christ, visit Holy Name of Jesus Catholic Church at 1977 West Jefferson Boulevard, Los Angeles, California, and call 818-745-1771 or visit SoWareLate.com for more information. I just want to say one thing about Deacon George real quick before he starts. I just want to say, this is a man of God, amen? Yeah. This is an anointed, spirit-filled, charismatic, transitional deacon. So there's two different types of deacons. I am a permanently ordained deacon to the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, and he is a transitional deacon. And uh, on Tuesday, he's going back to his seminary in Washington, D.C., in preparation for his ordination to the priesthood on June 3rd. Hallelujah! 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 This was his, his being here with us on Thursday nights was his final stage, right? His final stage of preparation for the priesthood. And I'm blessed. We are blessed that you were with us for the, during this year, Deacon George. And we are, we are, you are our brother, and we're so grateful that you have been here. And actually, I'm going to pray that you can come back. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. God, our Father in heaven, we thank you once again for gathering us before your divine presence tonight. The word says, wherever two or three are gathered in your name, there in their midst your presence dwells. In Psalm 133, verse 3, the word says, How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the dew that falls on the mountains of Hermon. As we've gathered before you, Lord, we invite you in a special way at this hour Open the windows and the doors of heaven. Let the sanctum sanctorum be open. That the anointing power, the breeze of the Holy Ghost, may take charge of our gathering tonight. Let their fire fall afresh upon us. That we'll go back healed, we'll go back delivered, we'll go back liberated and empowered to the glory of your name. Even as we're about to proclaim your word, I pray for your inspiration. Lord, I decrease that you may increase. Come, manifest your power in our lives that your name will be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for <laughs> giving me the opportunity to share the word of God with us again tonight. Like Deacon said, I'll be leaving back on Tuesday to Washington, D.C. My priestly ordination will be on the 3rd of June this year. <laughs> So keep me in your prayer. The ministry is not easy, but with God, we can do it. So uh, my talk tonight is titled, um, You Are Called to Be a Watchman. You Are Called to Be a Watchman. I don't know if anybody has Bible here. Anyone with Bible? If you have Bible, you can quickly read Isaiah, the book of prophet Isaiah, chapter 62, from verse 6 to 8. Isaiah 62, verse 6 to 8. You are called to be a watchman 
and a watch woman. A watch boy and a watch girl. <laughs> Isaiah 62, 62, verse 6 to 8. If you're there, you can read for us. Anybody? Are you there? Okay, you can read for us. <clears throat> Upon your walls, Jerusalem, I have stationed sentinels by day and by night. They shall never be silent. You who are to remind the Lord, take no rest and give him no rest until he reestablishes Jerusalem and makes it the praise of the earth. The blessing of salvation for God's people. The Lord has sworn by his right hand and by his mighty arm, no more will I give your gain as food to your enemies, nor shall foreigners drink the wine for which you toiled. Do you want me to go to verse 9? Okay. The word of the Lord. Amen. This word of God that has just been read. Uh, was in the history of the Jewish people before the time of prophet Isaiah the Jewish people had a lot of enemies that were always coming to battle against them to fight them and to take them into captivity in their homes to make them slaves in their home and because of that before the Jewish people came under the tutelage of the Romans, the Jews had what they were calling watchmen. Watchmen in their gate, they had big towers, very long towers, that they would station watchmen up there on the towers. And their duties were to be up there and look and watch all through, both day and night, their duty was to look to a very far distance to see when their enemies are coming to fight them so that they can make a prophetic announcement to the people so that they will get either get ready for battle or they will run and protect themselves from being killed. That was the duty. And so they, they, had, they divided the night. They were watching mostly in the night time because the enemies will come when they are asleep and they will be taken captive. So they divided the night watch into three. They started their night watch from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. in the evening and then after 9 p.m. other set of people will come and take over from 9 p.m. to 12 p.m. and from 12 p.m. to 3 a.m in the morning, 12 a.m., I mean not 12 p.m., 12 a.m. to 3 a.m. in the morning. And they were doing that to be sure that people are always on guard, watching over their cities so that their enemies don't come and take them into captivity or come and destroy them. But when the Jews came under the tutelage of the Romans, the Romans had, they divided the night into four times. 
They started their own watch from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Then other people come and take over from 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. Then others come 12 a.m. to 3 a.m. And others came from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. in the morning to be sure that they were always watching, watching their cities. So that is how they were doing it. When the Jews came under the tutelage of the Roma, they adopted this kind of timing too, so that they began to, to watch from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. in the morning. And so in this word we've read from the book of Isaiah, Isaiah was reminding the people that now in those days before the time of Isaiah, those people were physical agents that were watching. But in the time of Isaiah, God was making reference to spiritual watchmen. And he said that he has placed the sentinels or watchmen, another name for watchmen or sentinels is also sentries. So they are just like the military people. He placed them there. In this time now, it was a more of a spiritual, a spiritual watch, watchfulness. And so God was reminding them that those that he has placed on the watchtower to watch over his people, they are not supposed to take a rest for themselves, and they are not supposed to give God rest. They are supposed to remind God of his promises at all times so that he will come and restore the fortunes of his people that were stolen away by their enemies. The food of the Israelites was being taken away by their enemies. Their land was invaded. And so God was saying, remind me, do not take rest for yourself, remind me. Pray at all times and remind me of this promise so that I will come and restore the fortunes of my people. I will come and restore you. And like God said this to the Israelites, he's saying the same thing to you and I, even in our own time. The reason that there are a lot of calamities, a lot of afflictions, and all manner of things in the world today, I think to some extent it's because People who are supposed to be as watchmen, who are supposed to have their spiritual antenna on, they are sleeping. Human beings have become sleep bulldozers. They sleep all through, but they are supposed to be up and pray, to be up in prayer, to pray always and making intercession. And so God has called you to be a watchman over your family, a watchwoman over your family, a watchwoman over your city, a watchwoman over your life as a person, a watch person over the entire universe. This is the duty that we have to perform as Christians. And because a lot of people are not doing this, this is the reason that you see all manner of things happening. Some people dying carelessly. They just die. But I tell us the gospel truth from experience that if you are a prayerful person and you are always watching before any negative thing happens to you, God will reveal it to you. You will have dreams. You will have revelations because these things are real. It is so unfortunate that spiritual gifts are no longer emphasized in the church today. People emphasize more of skills 
skills that you can you can do physical thing but there is no emphasis placed on the spiritual gifts and i tell us spiritual gifts are very very effective and very useful in our lives as human beings it is with these spiritual gifts that you can really know that human beings are not just not just human but they are both human and spiritual a lot of people do not know they think that life is just all about being here on earth, die and go, and that is all. No, we came to this world to fulfill a purpose, to worship God, so that in the end, after our sojourn on this earth, we will go back and be with the Lord. Amen. You see? But without us having this consciousness, we live our lives anyhow. People live their lives anyhow. They do any kind of thing. There is no spiritual consciousness. As a result of that, we have enemies, both human and spiritual enemies. We have the devil and demons who, is, who are always fighting to destroy our lives. They are there. Some people, a lot of people have all manner of sicknesses today. If you trace the root of these sicknesses, you know that it's not just, not just a medical condition, but some of them are spiritual. Yes, some of them are spiritual. And that is why you see, we believe a lot of times, even in our own formation in the seminary, we study psychology. A lot of things that are spiritual, we term them psychological. And so, when people with spiritual problems, they keep on going for a therapy, 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 and they, at the end of the day, there will be no solution to their problems. But do a little prayer for them, and you will see a change. A little prayer that is powerful. You know, when I talk of prayer, sometimes it's not just about our Father or Hail Mary or just our normal, normal Catholic prayers. They are very, very good. They are very effective. But I think that is the, if we, we leave or we pray only the prayers that the church has designated for us, we may be operating at the minimal level. We need to go into radical prayer and even into warfare prayer. That is when a lot of things that are living inside of us can depart from us. A lot of people that are suffering mental illness today, if you check the root cause of it, it's spiritual. They might be having a demonic agent in them that needs serious and strong prayer for it to depart. And those people, because they do not know anybody that can help them, they live like that until they die. A lot of people have died like that. Unfortunately, they have died. But I tell us this night that there is a spiritual reality. I am saying this because I have witnessed it. I've been into prayer like this since 2002. So I know a lot of things that can happen. But then, this is what God is calling us to watch, first of all, over our lives, over the lives of our family members, the lives of our cities, and the lives of our friends and our well-wishers, those we know, and the ones that we do not know. If you are a prayerful person, if anything bad is about to happen to even your friend, God will reveal it to you, and you will warn the person. It could be through dream. If you have the gift of vision, you can see it through vision. If you don't have the gift of vision, you can see it through dreaming. If you, you don't have uh, dreaming, maybe it's a, 
a prophetic voice that you hear. God, God speaks and the voice of God is still alive in the world today. A lot of people will come on social media and tell you God does not speak. There is no God. It is not true. God speaks. He may not speak in a very clear terms, but he will speak with symbols. He will show you symbols. And if you follow them, you will see the result. I have seen that. I'm a witness to all these things. And that is why when we come to a group like this, in fact, when I came to this place and discovered that there is a group like this, I was very happy. Because... I've been to different states in this country and I discovered that you, very hard before you find a group, a prayer group like this. Very hard. Though we have our own Africa one that we do on Zoom every Saturday and, uh, uh, and Sundays, 9 p.m. DC time. So we do this prayer. And if those, for those of you that are willing to join and probably to see how we do it, I can be sending the links to some of you so that if you want to join, you join. So we do this kind of prayer, but in, because we do not have much time, if I want to talk now, I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. So what, <laughs> what we, in order for us to become this powerful watchmen and watchwomen over our lives and over our families, the number one thing we'll do is that we'll be very, very prayerful. And being prayerful means that you pray at all times. There are times that I used to pray every one, one hour. There are people that pray seven times a day. And when they move out, you see the spiritual power accompanying them. You see people doing great things, mighty miracles, signs and wonders. They are not doing magic. These things are real. They are born as a result of the quality time that we spend in the presence of God. When you spend time before the presence of God and you come out, the spirit will be moving. The spirit will lead you. The spirit will be in action. And you yourself, if you are prophetic, you will see that you begin to grow in connection with God. When you step into a gathering like this, and if there is a spirit of God here, you will know. If the spirit of God is not here, you will know. Music may be going on and everywhere will be very rowdy, but if you are sensitive spiritually, you will detect whether there is the presence of God here or not. And one of the things that attracted me to this group is that the first day that I joined us, I could feel the power of God moving heavily in the group. And that is why I kept on joining. Otherwise, I would have said, well, maybe these people are just here for fun. <laughs> you see? Amen. Yes. So this group is doing well. So the Bible says in the book of First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, pray at all times. Pray in season and out of season. And Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 said, with prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. Matthew chapter 7 verse 7 says, ask and you shall, you shall be given. Seek, you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. So everything we need, even the presence of God, whatever we need is to pray, to be very prayerful. Pray. If you have the strength, get up at night and pray. Toward midnight, pray. Prayers at night are very, very powerful. And that is the time that if you have the attitude of praying at night, you see yourself growing radically in the spirit. Growing with a geometrical progression in the spirit. 
when you are praying at night, you see your spiritual gifts will begin to manifest immediately. Your spiritual eyes will begin to open. A lot of people do meditation, they do all manner, manner of uh, demonic things in order for their spiritual eyes to be open. But when you spend time before the presence of God, I tell you, if you want your spiritual eyes to be open, it will be open provided you won't be afraid. Because when your spiritual eyes are open, you may see some strange things that you'll be scared. <laughs> so, we need to be prayerful. When you are prayerful, you will grow. And I think before I, I leave this point, I would like that sometime when we gather like this, instead of just spend, spending too much time on prayer, we can, on a preaching, we can cut the preaching short, and then we spend more time in prayer. And the prayer we do is sometimes we can declare different intentions, any intentions we want, want people to pray about. We can bring it, the leader will declare the prayer intention here. Everybody will pray, because all of us here in this group are supposed to know how to pray. Are supposed to be prayer warriors. So that if anything is coming against you, you will be able to contend with it. Even in your family, you should be able to stand as a watch person in your family. And that means that you have to know how to pray very well. So we declare intentions. If we are going to pray for the sick people in the hospital or in a rehabilitation home, Everybody will pray, will pray. If we can pray aloud, there's nothing wrong about that. You pray for it, different, different intentions. Maybe five intentions in a day you pray for it. Then if there's need for altar call, then people can come out for laying of hands. If we do that, I think we will experience more results and a lot of people will begin to grow spiritually. So the next thing we'll do is mortification. If you want to grow in a spirit, you cannot do without mortification. If you are always eating 24 hours, you are loading your stomach with food, you, can, you cannot flow in the spirit. You won't grow. Fasting is very, very important in our spiritual life. Very important. You cannot do without it. In fact, any time I'm going to do preaching like this, even if it's midnight, I'm going to do it. I will make sure I don't eat till that time after the program before I can, I can eat. I'm not saying every other person should do like that. We are blessed with different strength and different grace. So, no, but know your strength. If you know that you cannot do fasting, don't bother yourself to do. But I know that fasting is helpful even medically. It can help. I, I, I studied, I learned that fasting can help to even dry up cancerous cells in the body. It can help to burn fat and different kind of things. Different kind of sicknesses in our bodies with fasting that can take care of that. If you want to know how to do the right fasting, read Isaiah 58. You will see it from verse 1 to the end. You will see how to do fasting. You fast and pray. Fast. Not there are different kinds of, of fasting. You can pray fast from food. Fast from food from maybe morning uh, 6 a.m. to 12 p.m. Or depending on your strength, you can do it 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. or 6 a.m. to, 6 to uh, 3 p.m. Just like, depending on how your strength carries you. But it's very, very important and necessary for us to fast. Then another thing, because Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 says, you must deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow the Lord if you must do it, if you must be a true Christian. 
So you, you have to fast. It's a part of self-denial and mortification. And this is what the sense of all did, that they were very mighty, very great spiritually, and we are talking about them today. So we need fasting in our lives. But then there is also hindrance to our success and progress in spiritual life. And this is what scares a lot of people sin. You cannot grow very well in the spirit when you are living in sin. I know sin is very enjoyable. It's so sweet. We cannot do without it. <laughs> is it not true? Sin is so enjoyable. But then you cannot worship God and sin at the same time. You, you won't be able to do well. You see, that can even give the devil opportunity over you. When you stand to pray, that is why praying for people can be a little bit dangerous. When you are laying hands on people and you are living in sin, that is an automatic access for the devil to attack you. A lot of people have done that and they, they, they've been attacked brutally by the devil and they died. So for you to prepare yourself to lay hands on people to pray for them, you have to build yourself spiritually and try as much as you can to avoid sin. Any kind of sin, whatever it is, any kind of sin, try to avoid. It's not easy, but we have to do it. If we must be spiritual, we have to do it. You see, it's a battle. But then even if you fall, don't be discouraged. Continue. Get up and continue. After all, Jesus fell down three times on his way to Calvary, right? So he fell down. He did not remain there. He got up and picked up his cross. We need, when we fall, we need to pick up and muster courage to move ahead and tell the flesh, and the devil, you are not going to hold me down. I will continue to serve the Lord. You see, as uh, uh, Psalm 51 is a psalm of forgiveness. You can do Psalm 51 when you have done something wrong and ask for God's mercy. Then another thing is Proverbs, yeah, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 34 says, Sin is a reproach, but righteousness exalts the nation. If we sin, then we are bringing reproach to ourselves. St. Augustine said, he that sings well, he that sings well prays twice. So to worship God is very, very important. And I tell us the truth, in our fellowship like this, sometimes when we come, we may, we may just decide to do only worship all through without any other thing, without the word of God, without praying, just singing, 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 and the end of the day, you go. That will also be very good, and God will bless you. Because nothing moves God like songs. You may stand here and pray and pray and pray and talk and talk, and nothing will happen. But when you begin to sing to God, that is why people that are blessed with the gift of singing, they are very, they are powerful people. But a lot of times, times they may not know it. And you know what, what God likes, the devil likes also. So if you have the gift of singing, you are not careful, the devil can possess you. And you'll be singing through the inspiration of the devil. <laughs> but may, may that not be our portion in Jesus' name. I'm talking very fast because I know that there's no time so that I can finish. Then another thing we are going to do is to arm ourselves with the word of God. Throughout my being here, or my joining our ministry, I discovered that what people do, a lot of times is just sharing of experience, sharing of experience, sharing of experience. No, we need to go into the word of God. Let this word of God become like, like blood in our system. 
Study it, meditate on it, and let it stick to your head. Memorize it. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your, your lips. You shall study it, meditate on it, day and night, and you will be prosperous in whatever you do. So, the word of God is very powerful. This Bible is very, very powerful. It's not, it's not about explaining some theoretical concepts or theological concepts, but study just a simple study of it and applying it in your life, you see yourself growing, growing rapidly. It's just very simple. And if you are armed with the scriptures, you can move easily in deliverance ministry. Because when you are praying for people and you are quoting scriptures, the devil cannot withstand the scriptures. He will run away. You see, so we need to study the word of God, arm ourselves with it, and then we'll be prosperous. And then we are also going to be evangelical in nature. Remember Matthew chapter 28 verse 19. Jesus gave the disciples a command. Go ye to all, the na all nations of the world and proclaim the good news. Baptize those who believe in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Our group like this, we are supposed to do evangelization, reaching out to others who do not see the need of coming to a group like this, those who have not experienced God, those who do not see any need of having connection with God. Preach to them in any way you can through your lifestyle by speaking the word of God to them in any way or maybe by handing a tract to them or any other way you can do it. Make sure you win so. And the, the book of Daniel chapter 3 verse 12 says that those who win souls for the Lord, in the end they are going to be crowned with stars in heaven. They are going to be bright like morning stars in the kingdom of God. But we cannot do this. We need the Holy Spirit in our life to do all this. That is why, as of the Apostles chapter 1, verse 8 says, You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes, when the Holy Spirit comes. So we need the Holy Ghost. And Isaiah chapter 32, verse 12, it says that, It is only when the Spirit of God comes upon the desert that the desert can become fruitful. Otherwise, the desert will remain barren. Anything you plant in the desert, it will not, it will not uh, yield. But if the Spirit of God comes in the desert of our lives, those who are barren, they can become fruitful. Those who are not having jobs to do, they can have a job. God can open doors. Doors can be open for you wherever you go. And the Bible says in Exodus chapter 14, verse 18, the Egyptians you see today, you shall see them no more. That means the enemies that are troubling your life today, the enemies that are determined to destroy your life, because you believe in the Lord and you are praying constantly, God will take them away from you and you will be free. So let me stop here so that we can pray. I pray that as we listen to the word of God tonight, it will be blessed in our lives through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Amen.
Okay, so we sh we shall rise now. Okay, I think I think they will. They will. As we are about to sing, dispose your heart. Whatever problem that you came here with, there is no problem that is above God. Any problem is very, very common. All God needs to do is just to touch you and the problem will disappear. Be it sickness, be it any kind of thing. Be hopeful. Don't believe in God and pray with all your heart. Pour out your heart to him and you will see, you will see the salvation of the Lord. listening please visit sowerlay.com for more information don't forget to download the esne app or go to jesusthesower.com to listen to esne the sower the sower ministry moving with confidence